time now for Soccer City. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for a goal and he scores. Niall McCabe around the wall. Powered by your Kentuckiana Toyota dealers. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Eckage will strike and scores! An absolute top rocket for Amina Eckage! Now, here are your hosts... Benton Newman and Zach Allen Kelly. Welcome to Soccer City Radio. My name is Benton. Zach. Zach, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling okay. Yeah. How are you feeling today? Yeah, still a little... uh, A bit better. A little bummed about the loss. Still getting over a cold. Yeah. Bummed about a news report I read today. A lot of not great going on, but you want to know what is great. Let's start on a positive note. Okay. Today's the five-year anniversary of Louisville City's first championship. Ooh. I was spoiled for that one. I got to watch it from one of the boxes in Slugger Field because my company at the time had one of those boxes, so we bought all of our playoff tickets up there. Nice. that a special view. I got to watch that from sideline right at midfield because uh, I had – that's like – I had been to games before that season. Like, I had always gone to a couple games a season, but that was the first season. Um, like, we st- we went to a bunch of games early in the season, and I ended up getting, like, the half-season season ticket package to finish the season out mm-hmm. that year. And then playoff time, the seats, like, a couple rows down and more to the middle in front of us didn't get – they didn't pick up their playoff auction. And so, like, right away I scooped up. The, the like, front row. Oh, this yeah. was before you had to pay a premium to be in the front yeah. row in the section. Uh, so we had good seats for that final. There you go. Yeah, I, we had a, we had a, I had a good experience. I brought some buddies who, they're not soccer fans per se, but they like to drink and hang out. So that's exactly what we did. And you know in that match, we, we, we took to the pitch after we won. and It was a lot of fun. And I got separated. From, I am a good fan. I did not take to the pitch. Oh, I did. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a rule follower. It is a it is a core memory of mine um but i got separate from them because we were up in the box we were going down i got separate so i went in the field had a good time so my two other buddies they're going onto the field right and you know everybody's jumping off the dugouts my one friend jacob is not very athletic <laughs> oh i'm gonna show i think you. i know where this is going yeah i took some i because i saw my these stuff come up on my snapchat memories and i just happened to take a picture of him before the match let me show you the picture of him after the match oh dear lord so I was expected to see a swollen ankle. I was not expected to see an entire gash down the front of his face. Oh, yeah. Half of his face is all bloody and ripped up. It looks like he was in a car wreck. He was a good sport about it. He's just like, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> we, we couldn't help but laugh, but at the same time be sympathetic. And to be you know, completely honest, and I've told him this, like I'm so glad that we got separated so I was able to enjoy the experience and then go help tend to him. <laughs> Great friend you are, but <laughs> I don't. Know. He had somebody, I am, he had somebody my, else with him. The thing I'm most thankful for on the night is that your injury did not hamper my experience of the win. <laughs> I've told him he's a good sport about it. I, the thing I remember the most about that was they just. I, I I'm assuming it was Lance because I think it's always been Lance. Oh yeah, that was Lance. But the they spent so long on the intercom trying to get people off the field so that they could do the award ceremony. And then I think they eventually just gave up and did the award ceremony while everyone was already down there. Yeah. yeah but it did. was, it was like a solid tw- 15 to 20 minutes of like, please leave the field. I honestly do not recall hearing that once. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that might've been a, a couple Budweiser's though. <laughs> Whoops. So anyway, that was uh that was a lot of fun, fun memory. Um, 
now I guess we get into well no you know we're gonna continue with the fun stuff because before we talk about let's go on vacation yeah I took a trip I went to San Antonio did you get some did you get some tacos I did not actually have any tacos uh, first thing I did is had barbecue you got barbecue okay and I also had In and Out because I heard. I've heard things about it, and I'm like, I should try this. Like, this is a thing I normally can't access. I'm going to give it a try. I don't get the hype, man. I think it only it. tastes good if you're in Los Angeles, like physically. That's what somebody else was saying. It was much better there. And like, <laughs> I, I did, you get, did you get it animal style? I didn't. I, I, there's a secret menu, apparently. I, I did not see, know you gotta about it. You got to go animal style. That's, yeah. that's the problem. I don't need to learn the meta of a restaurant. I had Whataburger when I went to Birmingham earlier in the season. That was, I thought that was a lot better than In-N-Out. Yeah. So I feel like people have like generally the strong opinions I've seen online are for in and out, so maybe this is sacrilegious in some capacity. I, don't I, had, know, I just I had Mossburger when we were in Korea, that's pretty good. Mossburger? Yeah. I think it's I don't think that's even in the United States. It's a good one. <laughs> Somebody said Burger Boy too. I don't know. But anyway, so well, I Burger got, Boy's great. I've never, that's here. That's just a Louisville thing. No, somebody in San Antonio said that. I thought oh. Burger anyway. Girl is near my house and they also there's also a Burger Boy. Uh, that's a generic enough name that there's probably yeah. yeah. Either way. Tried in and out, underwhelming, whatever. But hey, San Antonio is pretty cool. That river walk, wow. Real nice. <laughs> that is really neat. Yeah. I feel like that got undersold to me when people were saying, oh, you should go check out the river walk. They should have been ranting and raving about how cool it was. <laughs> I know, I get it's San Antonio's like forestry or whatever, and that people who live there probably don't go there. But for me as a tourist, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. I think they got a rainforest cafe there. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah like an actual nice one. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was a good time. The Alamo, way smaller than you'd ever expect. And yeah. it's also happened to be right in the smack middle of downtown. I told you the the other Spanish missions are actually a little more interesting to to visit because yeah. they didn't get blown up. Yeah, I didn't I didn't make it there. Yeah, there was one apparently right by it. Um, yeah. I also went to their botanical garden, which is very nice. Mm-hmm. That was really cool too. That's about the extent of all the things I got to do non soccer related. Um, but the then you uh, got to go to the game. Yeah, I got to go. To the that game. I guess it's time to talk about now. Yeah, well, we can mention that first off the the fans. Louisville City fans, we showed up. We had a big tailgate. I think they said six hundred, something like that, uh, on the on the broadcast. They, that's, I know that was the, the ticket. I don't know the yeah. actual head count there, but I mean there were a lot of people there. There and a lot of people showed up the tailgate. We marched. It was a lot of fun. We checked out San Antonio's tailgate. They made us separate because they've had issues in the past. I cannot say enough good things about the fans of San Antonio. The Crocketeers and that whole group, they were outstanding to us. They were the most accommodating people, and they knew how to tailgate. They had like a full-fledged, like hard table bar Ooh. at their sap. They got smokers and stuff going. I mean, they, they were ready. They were excited, and apparently that's a normal thing for them. So it was a lot of fun. Good people there. Highly recommend it. And Toyota Field's pretty cool. Don't have cup holders, though. Interesting. Yeah. Weird, weird decision there. Yeah. All right. But they do have seats, though. It's not oh, yeah. bleachers. Yeah. Yeah. Actual seats. So. Yeah. All right, enough about all the fun stuff on the side. Let's talk about the game itself. I mean, is it fair to say that there were few to no redeeming qualities as far as like not, on the pitch plays? Not a good performance, <laughs> all just all around. Yeah, and we, I mean, we were talking beforehand. It's it's almost a case of like oh, a lot of these injuries and whatnot cut up, and so the magic sort of ran out. We, well, we we faced a superior team, and I mean, honestly, like I'm not mad about losing to them. I'm just upset with. How it happened. Yeah. I mean, I, I think full force Louisville City, that's a much more interesting game. But I do think, mm-hmm. I think maybe they were harder hit by injuries coming into this playoffs than I think a lot of people appreciate just because they were able to grit out those two wins that, that they did. But, I mean, if you just run down the list, like, Niles not available. Jorge's not available. Um, 
Cal Morton's Nihil for the whole playoffs. Uh, I mean, like Jorge and Nile have been so important to the midfield this season. Uh, like Nile was a huge spark anytime he was in there. He control like he's so good at controlling the space in the midfield. Um, like Jorge in the attack. Yeah, I mean it's hard to like think he would not have been a big help. Uh, Ombi and Lancaster were available, but I mean Ombi's only just now back to game shape. Cam, I think, is probably not in full ninety minute game shape, and yeah. just <laughs> because because. Harris was also hurt, uh, it, like had to had to start. So I just I think, um, like I I really appreciate the run they were able to put together because I, I I think they they really got had had a rough time with with the injuries to close that season out. I I agree. Yeah, it doesn't take anything away from their whole season performance, yeah. the run of the playoffs. Well, was- and and on top of that, like in the season, San Antonio was. The best, or the the best record in the league versus the second best. So it's like, it, big picture, like it works out how you would expect it. But I, I think that's a that's a much closer game, even on the road in San Antonio with like a full full roster available. Yeah, Louisville City. I, I agree. They were. I mean, they were they were the better team. I have no qualms about it. It just you, you just felt it would have been a little more competitive. But for well, all those reasons that you said, like it, it, it makes sense. The magic ran out a little bit. We were missing a lot of pieces. It was just. It was a very much an uphill battle. Yeah, and with the with the formation, I think our our, our fear happened, which is we, we started with the three four three, which I think I, I I guess maybe me more than you was like ah man I don't I don't no. know about giving up counters. No, the back with, three that yeah that, that's yeah but that was big. I also that. don't I don't know how much of that, of that is like Danny's hand forced just with availability. I, like, I think that you kind of have to you have to play in the formation that you have the players for. Yeah, I think that yeah. was very much a factor in that decision. So it's not like I, I think that 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 Danny made a a a weird decision there. I kind of feel like he did what he had to do. Yeah, you know. So um, this is what it is. What was interesting about this match, and it's kind of I guess the case for a lot of San Antonio's matches, it was a classic example of possession not equaling. Like winning, a lot of times it's very well, easy. Well, and possession not equaling, um, like attacking. Yeah. Uh, opportunities. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It just it goes to show it's a. I mean, you want to like just instinctively in your head, and I still do it too. You want to equate like possession statistics, like the percentage, with a team being good or something good happening there, and that's it. It can be well, the case, but it's not always this case. We had sixty five percent possession in that match, and and I I think if you just Qualitatively, watching that game, if you would have asked someone to guess, I don't, I would not have guessed it was sixty five percent. Yeah, that still seemed high. Like, uh, I expected them to sit back a lot more on defense. I, I thought yeah. that they were just gonna like sit in the box and let Louisville do it. They, they were like up in Louisville's face the whole time. Oh yeah, they were not a a sit back, park the bus. That even though they don't have a lot of possession, like they attack extremely quick and precisely, but they they do not. Just like sit back and and take take it on defense, yeah. Like I, mean, I was expecting. I think we said in the lead up to this match, like stylistically, they're just a like fascinating team because they're just very unique, and it's just it's just really interesting. But yeah, we had sixty five percent possession. They had thirty five percent. As far as big chances go, they had four. We had zero. Yeah, like that's <laughs> those, the one that matters. Yeah, those two numbers kind of just show like how distinct and like unique they are and how they match up with these these other teams. It was. Uh, it was unfortunate. Do PKs count as big chances in that metric? 
I'm just curious if they had four outside. I of saw the, the definition for it okay. before, but I've. I'm forgetting. Maybe it was. We'll have to but, look it up. Hey, that's a good segue because we'll actually start talking about some of the details of the match. Because immediately in the match, it was before the two-minute mark, the first penalty kick was called, which even in real time at the stadium, it was on the other side of the stadium for me, I, I felt it was a fair call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a penalty. It's a brutal, like... It, it stinks, but it, it was. It, it is an unfair punishment for, for what it happened and where it happened. Like, it, it would be better if the penalty box was shaped differently in those quarters like an arch. yeah like an arch but but it is what it is and that's a penalty like yeah. you can't do that there yeah i didn't i didn't have any issues with that one thankfully though man he shanked it i was hyped when they missed that real bad oh yeah i thought that could be a nice momentum swing and i was kind of, i was really optimistic about that it really uh really energized me and got me excited boy did he shank it too it was not even close <laughs> yeah yeah i mean if if the match had ended differently man he would have like he would have been in a bad way mentally, yeah. <laughs> you know, for that missed opportunity. But who cares? Because they still got a number of goals. I would say I would have been madder about like the penalties and just the general not not really the balls did not bounce Louisville's way at that game. It, if if that had been the margin, but yeah. it, they didn't even that didn't even really matter. Yeah, I mean, at, at the fifteen minute mark, they had a, a great shot hit off the crossbar. I mean, that easily could have been a goal. That yeah. was really wicked close. Um, Boy, I don't say so you probably didn't see this in the stadium. That shot was loud on the broadcast. Was it? They didn't just hit that like that thing crushed the crossbar. Yeah. I, I mean, I I just saw it on the on the replay, didn't get a great view of it in the stadium, but yeah. like is on the replay so how It was solid. Yeah, how great it was. And then, I mean, the next real big moment of that match was towards the end of that first half. It was that second penalty that was called, which I took issue with that in real time at the stadium. Um, I mean, upon watching it, like it is I, incredibly, incredibly unlucky. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, and I'm watching the replay again. I was far away from it. Like, it's more yeah. unlucky than it is a bad call. I, I thought because at first I, I, I would th- say if you're doing that, it's just like you do that a thousand times, and that ball does not hit his arm. Nine hundred ninety nine of them. It's just like. The dude mishit the header, and it went to the one spot where it results in a yeah. in a handball, uh, and that that's just like that just sucks. That, that is an unlucky sucky sucky situation. As the rules are written, that like that's that is a handball. It the uh, officials expect players to be able to jump with their hands below their shoulders. Yet, and even though that's like not. I would not consider that a natural jumping position, but, but like that's how it is. If you let that be in the rules, though, you know people would take oh, advantage. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fine yeah. with the rule like, being what nothing it is that, that West did. He yeah. had his back to him, like he was just jumping to get position. Is like a mishit header that just careened right down into his hand. It's brutally unlucky, but yeah. and, like not like not a bad call. Like it's not the rest fault. Yeah, at the time at the stadium, I thought they were calling a foul, like with like West's contact with him, and I didn't realize it was the handball part. But even seeing it, like. It was close. I had to watch it a couple of times because I thought it just kind of hit by it, like it had his head, but yeah. it might have like, grazed or whatnot. So, whatever. So, that one, that penalty kick, they did convert, and that just stinks getting scored on that late in a half because that changes the team talk and your yeah. whole dynamic and whatnot. But again, they were kind of controlling the match despite the possession. Yeah, that's like, if, it had, if it had been Louisville out there, like getting the chances to control the game, and then that is what they go up on, I would be more mad. But yeah. it's like. It, it was unlucky, but it, it does. It was not unfair to for San Antonio to be ahead at the half like yep. that. They, yep. they played better. Yeah, that's fair. Um, 
second half, about the 50th minute mark, uh, Ombi got a nice, uh, nice shot that almost kind of snuck in. So that was a little bit, I guess, positive optimism. But then it was, uh, then it got a little rough for us because that. I think it was about the 64 minute. They they got their second goal, which was a it was a cross in the box and just a well placed header, just loft it right over well, where Danny was. And a team that's clinical on the counters like that, the worst thing is to to be playing from behind and have to start pulling people up to attack because like that is that is specifically the kind of team set up to like absolutely make that hurt for you. Yeah. Yeah, but that I mean that header was so well placed. It just it was it had the perfect amount of loft to get over the keeper yet still make it in the I crossbar. Think visually or under the crossbar, I mean. Like you watch the replay and like you want Danny to make more of a play on it. Like he, in the replay he just sort of gets caught staring at it. But then if you if you look at where the ball was, it was it was in the corner. Like it, it would have not Oh yeah. He could have dove but I I don't think even even if he gets like a good jump on it and dives I don't think he can get to that. Yeah, my my issue is not with with Danny yeah. Fondas on that one. Like, wh- what do you? Do? I saw I some murmuring. So, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things. Like, what do you do? That was I, I well mean, done. It looks bad when you're caught flat footed, but I, I don't think it really mattered because he would not have been able to get to it anyway. Yeah. Now the third goal at the seventh minute, I you know, I got to be completely honest. Absolutely beautiful work by San Antonio. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's what they do. That is, yeah, that's some highlight level stuff. I mean, they just blitz that ball down the field, and you know, maybe, uh, maybe Danny should or shouldn't have stopped that that ball. But that's, either way, it's that's just, how you win games with a hundred completed passes because it only takes like three. <laughs> apparently, I mean, momentum was absolutely in their favor at that point. We didn't have much going for us, so like, you know, whatever, like whatever. They got that third goal. It's hard to you know why why argue about that what we could or couldn't have done. I wanted on that to. One. It's kind of that nail in the coffin. I wanted moment. to give a quick shout out. I mean, you kind of saw it on that that goal, but San Antonio's outside backs, the defenders. I I have never seen. I have not seen a team all season take away the space along the sides of the fields for Manny and Amadou mm-hmm. the way that the outside backs yeah. for San Antonio did. They were relentless. Any time. One of our wings got the ball. Someone was right in their face, and they were good enough one-on-one defenders that to not get beat, even though they were right up on very good players for Louisville City. Yeah, our section got a good look at uh, at that. That was pretty. Uh, uh, Carter Manley and Shannon Gomez. So I, I think those were like my players of the game I, for San Antonio. Yeah, they, yeah, they did great. Um, I mean, we did get a goal. Brian Omi got a, go- a goal. I think that was kind of yeah. sneaky hard. A little bit of uh, that rebound goal we got. Yeah, you think a rebound is a putback, but like, had he not placed that well, that would not that was not going in. That yeah. was it's one, it's one defender those, had that covered. That was a good shot. One of those moments where they make it look easy, but if we tried it, like it'd be hard. Um, you know, well, that, if you want to finish recap when we get back? Yeah, we'll we'll cut to commercial break. We'll get bills, our fi- we'll, yeah, we'll final thoughts on that. Back. So make sure you stay tuned here to Soccer City Radio on ESPN 680, 105.7. Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. 
Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com. Hello, darkness, my old friend. You're listening to Soccer City, powered by your Kentuckiana Toyota dealers, right here on ESPN Louisville. Back to Soccer City Radio, ESPN 68 I'm Zach. I'm Benton. We are both very sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that music. Oh, boy. So, we ended. We talked about the match. It's like the whole match itself. Um so I guess I'll kind of get your, your final thoughts on it, cumulatively. So, like, I mean, I don't know. Disappointed is not the right word. Because, I, I mean, like, I I think given all this all the stuff going on, I mean, with, with, with injuries and, and everything, I, like, fin- getting finishing second place in the league and, and – it's hard to I'm not complain I'm not the type of person that will complain about that. Like yeah. I I am very it is my opinion as a fan that if my team is consistently competing near the top and in the top 4 or like I I'm fine with that all the time. Like you just keep the keep the ball rolling if if you are consistently like near the top of the table competing for a championship. Especially in a league like Louisville City's that I mean, the champion is determined by single elimination playoffs, which in soccer is like, there's a reason that San Antonio is the first overall one seed to win the championship, which is just that throws a whole bunch of randomness into it when you play single elimination. So I, I, I only ask of the team to like be up there and competing for it every year. And like they were this year, they won the East, they made the championship that that's all I can ask. I, I would have emotionally, I would have liked to seen it not be such a brutal loss for that last game of the season. But if I'm stepping back, like, I'm just fine with how it, how it played out. Yeah, I mean... You, you, you or said, where, where they finished, I mean. You said a lot of my thoughts. Like, I'm I'm sad with how it panned out. I, you know, I was just hoping we could be more competitive in that one, make it a closer match. But as we talked about, like, I get it. We had a lot of key guys getting injured. I mean, that, like, it's just... That's life. Like, yeah, no, it's 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 all part you of it. can do is put yourself in a position to win. But like, there's lots of factors going on. Yeah, we had a lot of injuries pile up at a bad time. You know, I mean, as good as Danny Fondas has been, like, you you can't gloss over the fact your Golden Glove winning goalkeeper is out of the mix. Um, you know, Cameron Lancaster, especially when the other teams up for or, like the other teams goalkeeper of the year. Yeah, <laughs> goalkeeper makes a pretty impressive. Impressive save on that Obi shot. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that's why he's there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cameron Lancaster is largely out of the mix for pretty much most of the season. Yeah. In with uh, the, also coupled with the fact that Wilson Harris sustained an injury and was, uh, you know, was uh, it, it seemed like he was almost like a game time decision. Yeah, just for from what I was kind of hearing well, through the grapevine. Obi, who had been the player who had filled in for Harris and Lancaster successfully in the season as sort of that third striker option was also not up to to full game shape yeah just yet. i mean imagine if so. if just him alone was healthy like that could have transformed the game like he's just that dynamic of a player and important and you're missing two midfielders for injury and a third mid- midfielder suspended for the final so down three in the midfield as well yeah still a little upset at the bone situation is what it is you know you don't have i was him. gonna not say the name because i didn't want to set you off <laughs> and i'm still i'm still mad about that you know, it was very preventable. Anyway, won't go won't go on that tangent. But you know, like 
Now McCabe, like anyway. Jorge, oh, unlucky as Jorge was this season, like he still had a lot of value. And you even have to think if like one guy isn't playing well, it's nice to have those options on the bench so you can mix it up. Yeah. We saw that in some of the playoff games. Now, the next championship they make it to, which because they will, that's that's yeah. who they are. Yeah, that's a must win though, because I am I am just fine being fifty fifty in championship games. Two two and two. That's that's just a fine record. It's the two best teams in the league playing against each other. All you can hope for is to be 50-50. You go below 50% in the finals, though. That's a little disappointing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the pressure's definitely going to be on with the last two appearances losses. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it stinks. But, I mean... But, as we are now, they have made it to the Easter Conference Finals eight years in a row. Yeah. They have won four of those. They've made it to four championships. They've won two of those. It's that, just that is... Unreal. Like, if you expected that, your expectations were too high. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I am I am just fine with that. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, how the results play, it, it, it stunk. Boy, though. But, it, but it, I mean, they like I to, get it. They like to schedule that championship rematch as the East-West oh. uh, cross-league play next season. I... Uh, that's that's I'm circling that one. Yeah, that's a payback game next season. <laughs> yeah, even if it isn't some sort of featured game or whatnot, I expect for that to be on the schedule. When we were talking about that, San Antonio fans they wanted. I'd love to have them here, and yeah, get one more, get another crack at them. Let's uh, let's see how this plays out again. I wanted that this season. You know, when I kind of realized how good they were, yep. but, you know, schedules already. Made oh, that's that going to be on the schedule next year. They yeah. all they always put that championship yeah. rematch into the schedule. So I'll be looking forward to it. So. Okay, let's step back even even further. We kind of touched on this a little bit, like about the the review of the season, season as a whole. Let's not even just talk about the the playoffs itself. Like, what do you feel about this team? I came in to this playoff run, and I still hold think this true. I think this is the best Louisville City team that we've had to date. Yep. Period. You agree? Yep. I mean, no other team that we've had could take the starter hit that they took and still have a roster capable of making it to the final. Yep. I, I mean, that's. I think that says everything about the depth that you need. <laughs> I think we've had the best talent that we've ever had. I think we've been the deepest we've ever had. And I, I guess think we've the been... best, like off-season recruiting class as a whole, they've, they've the team's ever brought in. Now that brings up an interesting point. We um, what about the the 2017 recruiting class? You guys, really guys like Tosh and Ombi, like those are historic players. I think that was a more consequential recruiting class. That's like they brought in the core of the team. I mean, Tosh was a big player. Tosh Tosh played on that Rochester Rhinos defense that was like the best defense in the league at the point. So yep. he was a big get. But for the most part, those were a lot of I don't want to say unknowns, but like like Oscar was was playing in the PDL and they 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 found him. Like that was an extremely great talent scouting off season, mm-hmm. like they they found a lot of gems. Yep. in that off season, but I think this is this was that as well as bringing in players who were already known good players in the league, like yep. like Morton and Dia. Uh, so I, I think overall, I, I would give the 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 edge to to this this recruiting class. That's fair. In this off season, one of the things I did plan to do is examining these teams of the past and in, in the recruiting classes. So. Hopefully, I'll have something written up on that in the, uh, during the soft season. But back to what we were talking about as far as this, this team in, um, for this year. 
one, yeah, one of my asks was to get younger. I was starting to get concerned about how the core of our team was starting to get up there in age. Not that I want immediate replacements, but you want to start getting guys groomed and part of that culture. And we definitely did. Boy, that. they sure they sure hit the turbo button on that one. They got younger real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, ages and everything, but you want you want some longevity in that. Mix. I think the end of that Pittsburgh game is like the youngest lineup they've ever had. On the oh field, yeah, something was, like that. It was great, and you're seeing all this great work from the academy. Um, I mean. To this team this season, if you go on a site like FOTMOB and look at like these where our team stacks up in different um, categories like goals per match, uh, goals conceded, clean sheets, shots, etc. They're at everything. They're, they're like in the top three, if not top five on almost everyone. Like great it's, offense, great defense. It's absolutely ridiculous how excellent they are in all these categories. I could list them off, but honestly be pretty redundant. We're talking first, second, thirds on all of these categories. Yeah. It's silly. And this team, I think, has been more versatile than our teams in the past. I know the back three sort of setup hasn't always worked out well for us, but like <laughs> at the start of games, it's yeah. worked worked great at the end of the games. It's it's been a mixed bag, but it's it's an option in our bag of trip tricks that can throw a team off. And you know, maybe there's some recency bias here, or the fact you know, or maybe I just didn't notice it in years past. But did we ever have that much formational diversity as we've had this year? So that first full season Hackworth ha- Hackworth had as a head coach, nineteen, nineteen. I I think he's big on tailoring the formation to fit the opponent and throwing curveballs at everybody. That that that's that's the most I can remember yeah. seeing the formation change from game to game. Um, so even if it so is probably second to that year. So yeah, I was gonna say. So even if it isn't the most, it's but those old one James O'Connor teams. That was just like they lined up the same way and played the same game plan every yeah. every single game. So I, I appreciate I appreciate the fact that we're trying new things, trying to have uh, another trick up our sleeves, and I hope that it, you know, we can further perfect it. I, we know that that Danny likes these back back three setups, and I hope that we can make it work. Like if it works like it did against Hartford every time, boy, that was, that was some of the most fun soccer that that first half of that one. I thought that was excellent. They're fluid, but again, I don't bad what team. The formation is long as yeah. I want to have good players and and put them well, in you positions. Want, you to want do attractive well. soccer, and I think that helps. That kind of helps lend to that. I mean, they make it work either way. Make fun, exciting soccer. So overall, I think there is a lot to be excited about. Don't let this uh, the championship loss cl- cloud your judgment. Is an incredibly talented team with a lot of great players, and it's awesome to see how fast a lot of these new acquisitions got in the mix. Like they all hit the ground running. Yep. Um, I guess it's time to speculate a little bit. We're about to enter silly season when we're going to hear about signings, departures, yeah, whatnot. Curious how many of these new arrivals stay. I so I, I think that's the big question mark for this off season. You know, you know, it's I don't even have like a good guess. Like you could see it was. Well, pretty much keeping everybody maybe there's a good number of departures i think what's what's cool about danny cruz is he's not afraid to shake it up and, and mix it up and and you want that he's trying to build the best possible team and some of these guys might be in that vision some might not and you know and maybe guys want to go for for reasons of their own yeah so, so you never know yeah we, we have no idea what's I think happening that's probably a wait and see on that one yeah i'm sure that Sometime here in the near future, we'll get that initial announcement about, hey, here's everybody who's staying. Here's everybody who we're still talking to. Here's uh, you know, here's everybody that's no longer in the mix. I expect farewell. less change than last season on the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that one. Because the team really needed to get younger last year. And that was brought in a lot of players to do that. Hopefully, a lot of those players resign, and it's more of a 
more tweaking the roster this offseason than, than, than like a full rebuild. Yep. And what scares me about this time of year is that we inch, you know, year by year, we inch closer and closer to a lot of uh, household names possibly hanging up their boots. And that scares me. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know one way or another, but like you just, man, just thinking of a team without like a Nile or Paulo. Don't, don't you put that, Obi. don't you even put that out on the radio waves. I, you know, I, I don't think we're going to lose many, uh, if any of them, but you just, you just, you know, we're getting, we're getting closer. Eventually. We're like, getting that day, closer. That day's going to come for everybody because that is, that is the march forward of time. It is the only constant. Yeah, it is, uh, it is rather inevitable, but, uh, we will wait and see what happens there. So, oh man, we rambled on quite a while in Lou City. City, we got a lot of racing oh, yeah, talk about. Chip talk about. Yeah, we did. So we got to talk about racing, uh, the roster announcements, review of their season. We'll speculate in their future, and then there's also a news report we'll talk about. But before we get on t- into all that, we're going to cut to one last commercial break. So make sure you stay tuned here to Soccer City Radio, ESPN 680, 105.7. All right. Well, I guess we will not be going to a commercial break just yet. Nobody in the booth. I wasn't going to say that part out loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's get the, the the quick hitters out of the way let's, with let's the talk r- about racing news. news. We yeah, got news to cover because we did get that. We that did get the roster announcements for racing. And well, do you want to go over the roster announcement? Okay. So team announced uh, all the players they're exercising their option on. So uh, Hillary Beal, Jordan Bloomer. Alex Chidiak, Taylor Malum, Emina Ekic, and Parker Goins all had their team option picked up on their contract for next season. So all of those players will be remaining for next year. First off, any surprises there? I mean, no <clears throat> no surprises. Very. I mean, I, I did not expect them to drop <laughs> Ekic and Chidiak, but I'm happy to, happy to see it finally down on paper and official that, yeah. that, that, uh, that they'll be back. Uh, Parker Goins, I think... Um, had had a very good into the season when she started getting some more minutes. So I, I look forward to seeing her grow yeah. for another season. So, well, um, yeah, we got some more more roster news to talk about. Well, now we're going to go ahead and cut to that commercial break. Soccer City Radio, ESPN 680, 105.7. Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502 502- 425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com. You're locked on Soccer City, powered by your Kentuckiana Toyota dealers, right here on ESPN Louisville. Welcome back to Soccer City Radio, the Sadness Edition. I'm Benson. Everybody hurts. We 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 had the pick topical music. Yeah, it's fine. I, extra topical now. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We left off. We were talking about. We started talking Everybody about race when they're deprived of electrolytes while they practice. We'll get there. Save the jokes. <laughs> we left off talking about racing and the roster announcements. Talked about the team options exercise. Few departing players in the mix. Oh we, yes, this is also sad. This is also why we played the song. Yeah, there's yeah, there's just a lot of sadness. Yeah, Jim is gone. Gemma Bonner, Neely Martin, Shana Matthews, all departing from uh, racing Louisville. I mean, uh, Jim Bonner put out a very, a very nice statement about like her time here in the in the city, and, uh, like she just wanted to be closer to home, which is understandable. Yeah, my my viewpoint is I kind of half expected this. Like I just felt like it was best for both parties. I think that's an area we can upgrade on the pitch, but uh, like off the pitch, like being a captain as a person, it's whatnot, like yeah. like. You can only hope to get as good as her. She was she was absolutely outstanding in every way. I've never heard a bad word about her. Um, you know, wish her nothing but the best. But yeah, so she was she was a really great, really great person. Yeah. Also sad to see Neely go. Another great like locker room. Oh, I presence. don't. I don't think a lot of people realize what she meant to the locker room. How you know how she was friends with everybody, and honestly, probably didn't get some of the playing time that she deserved. So, I mean, wish her nothing but the best as well. Big big loss yeah. in different capacities. And then, I mean, Shayna, I mean, it's not surprising. She's, for like three seasons now, has has barely played, which is just like, that's that's hard. As a professional athlete, to miss that much time in that short of a period, it's just, it's very hard to, to, to like keep your game up. Yeah, and it's also probably one of those things. They had one vision, you know, when they got this initial roster together with her part of it, and now that vision's probably very much changed. Yeah. And she just may not be in the plans anymore. You know, no hard feelings there. Wish wish her the best. Hopefully she does get back out there and get some more, uh, more regular playing yeah. under her belt. So, three departures currently, um, keeping a lot of, uh, lot of players, and I'm sure there's, there's still a number of gaps to fill on the team that we're hoping we'll see that um in the offseason but before we we start speculating season as a whole what is your what is your verdict how I mean, are, how do you feel i it's one of those they hit exactly the position on the table that i said was like my minimum to not be very disappointed to mm-hmm. hit so it's like it's not the worst case scenario i'm not i'm not like mad but also, they did not exceed my expectations. I, I and just looking at the departures, I mean, they have a lot of work to do to build up that back line in yeah. the offseason. The back line, I think, was already an issue. It was an issue during the last offseason, and it never really got addressed. Yep. And, and now there's more departures back there, so it's probably even a bigger issue this season than last season. So I, I that is, I mean... I, I'm sure. I'm sure it is, but that has to be priority number one oh, yeah. for this off season is is filling up that back line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like you, you kind of already said it. They didn't. They didn't blow me away. You kind of wanted to see a bigger step forward in the season. You don't like going four months without a win. <laughs> well, say they went from yeah, <laughs> it was pretty rough. Yeah, it was pretty rough. But you wanted a bigger step forward. Um, you know, didn't quite happen. So I'm hoping that they can make moves this off season to really make that that leap forward that we're expecting. Like you said, we were pretty shallow defensively. The fact that Lauren Malay had to play on defense so much really bothered me. I appreciate her flexibility, but 
we, you know, we should have the talent and depth to do that. I know that Coach Kim likes a, a smaller roster. Not something I personally agree with, but you can't, you can't regularly make somebody like Alarm Malay a defensive player. Yeah. Again, nothing against her. You just need somebody with that that mindset, that that long term training well, there. I mean, and you can't play with a thin roster if you don't even really have your starters like covered. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that starting backline was never like really established. Yeah. So and yeah, especially like you know, Gemma is a regular starter, so you absolutely have a, a big void in that. Not to mention yeah. that you want to upgrade in some of these different positions as well. So I think there's a lot of work ahead for the racing staff as far as what they want to put together and the vision they got. I mean. You know, I guess the silver lining here is is that Coach Kim has had a season to kind of see his team in action with how he wants to play and kind of see who does, who doesn't fit that and where they need to, to work and improve on. So I'm hoping, again, like, like we were saying, that they can make a, a big leap forward. But I think a big part of that is going to be they, the they recruiting actually, and the offseason. They should actually have an assistant coach and a general manager next, manager next season, which I would think would help. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, additional minds in the mix on there, but I think yeah, again, the recruiting is going to be a really big part about their their future because again, it's just kind of been pretty meh performance at best, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, winning attracts fans you know, and like, people. I'm glad we didn't have Gotham season. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just want the team to do well, so it's more eyes on it and helps kind of grow the game and, and people paying attention to them and. And they weren't really putting on the performances to, to help with that growth. Yeah. And and these these women deserve to have a full stadium, at, at these matches, and I and I hope we can work towards that. So, part of the issue though with all this is is kind of that, the, uh, the looming situation that that is arose from the there's the a black H report. cloud that hangs over the franchise. Yes. Um, today, Tyler Griever of uh, WHAS. Released his long form piece. Great kind of, reporting. Yes, from great him, reporting. By the way. I, like good to have. I, I think it shows the importance of having good local media. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah this is some major league reporting that he's doing. So like no, nothing but the best for for Tyler. He's done outstanding work. He's been there for the good and the bad. He's been a regular, um, regularly covering the team. So this report, while it doesn't. It doesn't really cover anything like new on a broad scope. Say, it goes into a lot of details. There were a lot of things, things that, we, that we had sort of vague brushstroke ideas of that this report kind of gets some specifics yeah. about. While the Yates report was very, I guess, in, in some sense, high level about some of its reporting, he really speci- got a lot of details specifically on the, the stuff surrounding uh, Christy Hawley and his treatment well, of the players outside of the um, – yeah. Outside this the, really the filled in misconduct. a lot of the, I mean, outside of just Holly, like covered some of the other people on the staff and, and issues last season, and the, and as well sort of covered the just regular harassment, not necessarily sexual harassment corner of it, which the because the Yates report was extremely explicit on that part. So yeah. this sort of filled in some of the other details that were missing. So. I'll preface this like I did with the Yates report. I really encourage you to read it for yourself and understand what's going on because we're not going to be able to talk about <laughs> nearly everything within that. But, I mean, there were just kind of a, a lot, uh, lot of odd situations. I know that we each had our own thing that we got fixated on within the report. It did not seem like that first season was a super tight ship. Yeah, it was. It was I mean, 
we each had our own thing that we got fixated on with it. You were very fixated on the training coach and the electrolyte situation. Meanwhile, it really hit home for me with the HR person not knowing how to yeah. use BCC. Apparently. And also just management stuff in general. I, like, it just seemed... From like a people perspective, the whole that whole racing side was just not managed well. Like yeah. player player complaints were not dealt with well. Like uh, people were people in positions of power were getting outside of their lane in a way that was not like handled as the electrolyte thing. Um, it's just yeah. So for, infuriated to read for full transparency, much like the Yates report, Racing Louisville did not officially comment on any of these situations as they were um as they, they, they were, did give a statement to tyler that's at the top of the piece but that's largely yeah. what was already publicly yeah. made available no, but there's nothing new in there as far but, as speaking yeah. to the specifics they did not do that largely because of the ongoing investigation with the uh nwsl uh, pa and i think from that report we will hear i'm going to say their side of the story and you know there might be some reasonable explanations for some of these situations but at the end of the day I still think it's just going to be a bad look for the club. At the end of the day, you know, Christy Hawley was hired. Christy Hawley had red flags, and it ended in the worst possible situation for the club. And it was not dealt with before it got to the worst possible situation. Yeah. Like, the thing that is becoming clear is there were, like, lots of points where less egregious behavior was brought up that did not get dealt with yeah. until until the most egregious. I mean, I mean there, there's a quote from Ekic that basically speaks to exactly that that I think yeah. w- is very good in the piece. I, yeah, I think that, I mean, you know, you know, a lot of these people that were speaking out were former players, but they're really the only ones that, that can feel safe to speak up, minus Amina, which, you know, props for her for... Big on her. Yeah, for speaking up against her, her current employer. I mean, I think, I think she knows she has the platform to do so, and I respect, I absolutely respect the fact that she used that and did and did speak up and, and share her thoughts and insights on yeah. the situation. But, you know, again, like I said, I think that, you know, we'll probably learn some more information about the situations that Tyler's uh, detailed. You know, maybe there's some reasonable explanations there, but at the end of the day, I still think it's going to be a bad look. I just, you know, I want to learn the full story so that if I'm going to be mad, I'm mad at the right things and for the right reasons. And I, I, I just, I just don't see a, a a world where all everything's all explained away, yeah. With all with all this, because at the end of the day, he he wasn't a good guy. We hired him and ended in the worst possible situation. Do you know what makes me the angriest about all of this? I'm sorry. So he was not a good guy, but on top of everything else, he was not a good coach. He didn't win games. They like nope. all of these terrible people were left. <laughs> Like in place for too long, and they weren't even good at the thing that would have been an excuse for keeping them around. Yeah, like it's, especially so the 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 trainer that I guess he I don't know. Do we need to say allegedly? I'm not. We're not in court. Whatever that he allegedly had a relationship with that definitely was going way over over her area of expertise as far as like dictating nutrition for the players, which she is not a nutritionist, obviously because she doesn't know anything about it. Uh but just like. Like telling players that they couldn't drink Gatorade during practice because it has sugar in it. Hey, Bitten, do you know your body burns while you're practicing for soccer? Let me guess. Sugar? Glucose. Yeah. You need it in your blood so that you can work hard. Yeah. <laughs> they were only allowed to have it after they started having cramps because of the electrolytes. Hey, Bitten, do you know when electrolytes help with cramps? When? Before they happen because they <laughs> prevent cramps from happening. 
This person should not have been in charge of anything. Yeah, it's again a lot of a lot of bad here, um, and we're really not going to have more concrete, I guess, answers. Is that the right word? Answers or, or responses or more information until this full PA investigation comes out, and with that, they'll have recommendations. So, very curious to see what happens there. But until then, this this cloud continues to loom over the club, and it, it's really unfortunate. Really stinks. I can't believe as triggered as you were about HR stuff because that's an area that you know stuff about that that we've been able to go this long without you making any BCC jokes. No, I made I, I slipped one in there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The whole not like using an excuse of not 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 BCC again. Like who knows what what actually happened there? But like <laughs> it's, it, it it made me laugh in a dark way. You know what I mean? Like this, the, everything well, that's going on wasn't funny. But like and then like, like saying that. Is an excuse like what? Another thing that just was like, like, man, just an underhanded, just made me feel like so. Bringing in a bunch of players for it, this this thing actually got changes made to the CBA, uh, <laughs> because so this is the thing that is that cannot happen now because it's actually against the rules in the CA. But like calling players in for open tryout and then like. Telling them that the ten of them were on the short list after knowing that, uh, like several of them were not actually on the short list. You just they just yeah. needed more players because they didn't have a large enough roster. So like stringing people along and making them pay to stay in town on their with their own money for several weeks longer than they were actually needed. Yeah, it's not good. But um, we got to start wrapping things up. It's our last show of the season. I want to thank I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Thank you for to listening talk about to us. It. It's been a lot of fun. I want to thank the club for allowing us to do this, and I'm excited to uh, to talk more soccer next year. We'll uh, we'll we'll be in touch on, online. Keep up with the news. There's going to be a lot of flurry of actions happening that we won't get to talk about until next year. But thanks again for always for tuning in to Soccer City Radio. See you ESPN next year. 680 1057.